welcome to Inner Wellness. So today I'm super excited to introduce Libby, who runs the Wellbeing and Wellness Instagram account. Um, she has some awesome content and yeah, I'm really excited that she's joined us tonight to have a little chat. Welcome Libby. Hi, happy to be here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I've had a really busy day, Wellness Wednesday, so this is my first week of doing it. And I've just scheduled my last post for my Facebook page at 7pm and I'm just like, get it done. Um, because I had a lot of posts scheduled um, and yeah, I've had a busy day. I was doing a course as well from 2 to 5, um, The Art of Being. Okay. Really good. It's like mindfulness and meditation. And, oh, amazing. Um, I'm doing two courses and yeah, so it's been an intense day. So I'm like... I love it. Oh, wellness love Wednesdays. It. <laughs> so what? So what? What other course are you doing then? Um, mindfulness and everyday use. Oh, amazing! The, the, um, I was just scrolling through my Facebook and I happened to just come across this lady who does loads of different stuff like Reiki, um, meditation, and she was doing a sound bath, which I'd never heard of. And um, I went on and like just watched it and then I followed her. But at the end of the sound bath, she said she had three spaces for um, courses. So there was three of them, but I just got involved with two of them. But they're on for three weeks. Uh, and I think they're like funded by the college in Peterborough area because that's where she's from. So yeah, today there was like quite a lot of people involved in that one today, um, about maybe seven of us. So good. Oh, amazing. That sounds amazing. Everyone needs to learn a bit of mindfulness in their life, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so what I'd love to know, I'd love to know, like, what what enabled you to, what kind of prompted you to start your account and kind of, what's your journey? Like, I'd love to know more about your story. Um, so my um, journey is, obviously, I studied psychology when I was, I've said this in my video on my page, um, for four years at university so I've got a degree in psychology so I've always had like a passion and interest in well-being the mind everything to do with that um, but it just kind of fell away a little bit so I graduated and I worked in a dementia unit which obviously like it, it was still related to psychology but it wasn't my dream it wasn't what I wanted to do um, and I did that for about three years after I graduated and a couple of years whilst I was still at university and I was just in a rut and I wasn't really happy. So I left and travelled. And in my time of travelling, like everyone, I found a lot out about myself. Um, Where did I, you go travelling? I was in Australia for a year and then I, I did Asia. I did parts of Asia. Um, Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam. Amazing. I taught English in Vietnam for a while as well. But I wish I had um, did Bali and the Philippines. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of money. So <laughs> I was like... God, it was, it was tough times, but um, learning curves nevertheless. So, yeah, so I came back and obviously I had no money when I came home and I just went straight back into care. Um, it was an easy option, quick fix, easy money. Um, and I just found myself in this circle where I was like, okay, I'm just going to work, work, work and travel again. I wanted to travel in Europe, so I wanted to do Greece and Croatia. Um, and I was just like doing crazy hours, like just working myself into the bone um, and obviously it was, it's, it's quite a draining job people don't realize how physically draining and mentally draining it is 
um, and then obviously lockdown happened. And I lived at home with my dad. That's the main reason I came home from Australia, or I wouldn't be back from Scotland. Um, and he's elderly, so I couldn't go and work in that vulnerable environment and come home. So I've been basically furloughed for the majority of lockdown. Um, and that's where I started all this stuff. So um, I was just scrolling through my Facebook again. This just tends to happen to me. And I saw an ad for, it was like a level up your life in lockdown. Um, and I was really apprehensive, like I wasn't going to do it. Because it, it all seemed a bit, oh, I don't know, I was just a bit. And then I went on and I'd done it anyway. And I got joined into this group. And it was just basically to um, like tasks and things like that. So every day they did a presentation. So it was like confidence, finding out your limiting beliefs um, and stuff like that. And it was really, really good. And it, you basically had, they challenged you to either do a post, a video or a live. So it pushed me out of my comfort zone majorly. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So then after that, um, I and I also got to see throughout that that because the whole purpose of it is it is a digital marketing company like trying to get people on board. And I did end up signing up for their platform, but I haven't took on board either. But that's a whole different thing. Um, but I did see that there's a potential to you know have an impact online, which I'd never ever thought about before. So then I started going live on a page that. Um, it's just set up by a guy from Essex who's a policeman um, and he just set it up purely for um, lockdown I think or it might have been up set up beforehand but he was doing daily check-ins so like 10 o'clock he was coming on with a coffee and just chatting to people and I really really liked the idea of that like I thought it was an amazing idea like just to have people on and just something you know a bit of socializing for people that were isolating alone as well so I messaged them and then I ended up going live on that. So I did a few um, and it was quite daunting to begin with, but I started really enjoying it and people were very responsive with like the content that I had for it. So I set up my Instagram and I just had my Instagram for a while. And then again, something just, the universe just sends me things, honestly. Um, I got an advertisement about a company, Hello Day, um, which I then started emailing um, one of the girls who was lovely. And I had a couple of phone calls with her and I had time to think about it. And then I became affiliated with them just as an ambassador. Um, but the whole company is just about well-being and wellness. It fitted very, very. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sp- spurred me on to make my Facebook page. And yeah, that's just where it all started from. Um, and I'm loving it. And I, I, I ha- it's opened my eyes to the Instagram world of all this. Um, Obviously, I have seen, you know, you do see things on your personal Instagram, but I didn't realise there was such a community of people. And it's so inspiring to see that people genuinely come together just to, you know, promote positivity and, and help other people out there. So, um, and I've also massive, massive change, but I've told my work that I'm not going back full time to care. Um, I do not want to be in that career path anymore. I want to really pursue what, I've been, what I'm doing online and offline so that means getting a, a different kind of job that is serving my purpose and that is more relatable to my degree so yeah I've had major shifts in myself throughout this time That's um, it's been it's been a roller coaster yeah what about yourself um so yeah like I uh, suffer with endometriosis adenomyosis and then I had my surgery last year I've wanted to set it up for a while because 
I had a really bad experience with the doctors being um, not taking me seriously, keep saying it's because I'm a woman. Um, and I thought if this is the case just for me with endo, and I know like endo is quite a loud community online anyway. Um, so I knew it happened to a lot more women, but I kind of thought. So endometriosis, so it's endometriosis, so instead of saying the whole thing, sorry. Um, so basically, um, I thought if this is what I'm dealing with, then let's think wider. Let's think PCOS, menopause, infertility, like mental health. These conditions have such an impact on women's general health and mental health, like on a massive scale and can completely destroy lives. And to the extent that women have even like committed suicide over it because they're not being heard yeah. um, so I was always quite resistant to social media I was very careful about what I got um what forums I was in because I didn't want any negativity um then in March I got made furlough and I said you know what I'm just gonna set it up I'm just gonna see what happens um and taught myself how to build a website and do YouTube and do all these other things. And my friends have been like, but you don't do social media. You're like a mum of technology. I'm like, yeah, but look at me now. Like, yeah. I love it. And the community has been so supportive and amazing. And I feel like if, as women, if we all come together, then like we can do amazing things. And I'm a massive believer in collaboration over competition. And I think it's a really exciting time. And it's made me see a whole other side of social media of like the support and the community. Yeah, and the exact same. Yeah. Video, but, yeah, um, exactly. So I did see um, your video with is it Temple from the Spoon? Have I said that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did think it was very inspiring. Like that you, you know, it's a movement for you as well. Yeah. It's, an, it's an actual um, change that you want. Yeah. Um, which is inspiring, and it, it's also something that that I had never thought about, like personally, and it did make me think a lot about, you know my my experiences with um the medical industry in relation to you know being a woman and um periods and everything that comes with that and yeah and and the, the being young and stuff and the embarrassment as well like the I, I really liked your idea when you when you mentioned about you know having somebody set aside and adopt a surgery or whatever like that is purely to deal with these issues for anyone that's experiencing it um so yeah I, I i did find it inspiring when you were talking about it because oh, thank you. it's not something that you know we think about often but it is like very true um when you when you talk about it it is and i think most women um or anyone will will, will have experienced it in the medical industry or they've been made to feel um that they're not they're not being heard yeah um, but yeah, with that, like obviously that's what um, you're all about, and um, I just wanted to like I had obviously messaged you earlier about the topic that we were going to chat about, and I just wanted to. It, it's just crazy again, honestly. Caught like this universe, it, it just it's sending me stuff. Um, I'm such a massive believer in that though, like the universe. I fully believe it. You put out what you, you get back, what you put out, and it yeah. has your back, and it is working with you. And if things don't work out the way you feel, like me getting made redundant, it's an opportunity for me to grow what I actually is, what I'm actually in line with, and 
where my kind of drive comes from and my passion and the universe has mysterious ways so honestly I'm massively I really am believing in it more and more each day um but yeah with that it was obviously we had scheduled to talk tonight and then all week I have been feeling so not myself like just uh irritable I'm such a laid-back person like I'm I'm so laid back and I was just like tiny things were annoying me and I never thought it of it. And then I realized that there was like a solar eclipse, um, like change with the moon. Yeah. And I was doing my period and then magically my period comes today. And I'm just like, oh, that explains a lot. Um, but also it was like, I knew that I knew I could feel like um, I have a contraception, which I really want rid of. Uh, if it hadn't been for lockdown, it would have been gone like long ago. It's a copper coil which yeah. for anyone who doesn't know um, yeah. is a coil that you get like put in the uterus and the reason I chose the copper coil was during the time when I wanted a contraceptive I wasn't great in my mental health um, I was at uni and I wasn't good and I decided to get something that wasn't hormonal so that's the really only option that isn't going to change your hormones um, and it, like I say, I've had it and since I was 20 and I'm 25, so that's five years that I've had it. And it's not problematic until I start menstruating and I have, and it's like horrendous. It's just making my pains worse. Um, and I don't really require it anymore. So I do want rid of it. Um, so my periods are normally like a bit sore, but I have been sore for the last week as if it should, I should be mm. like on, and I've not been. Um, and it explains a lot with the moon stuff and like I just started looking into it today and it is fascinating like it's absolutely fascinating again something I would never ever have even thought about or looked into and now I'm just exploring it all and I'm like that is crazy and it's because like obviously I was having issues and so many of my friends yeah. so many have all been the same this month and I thought this has to tie into something and then when I saw that I was like oh my goodness um, and also I found it really interesting because I was like just looking at the basics of like what yeah. what what causes and it was talking about how the moon affects like the waters and the oceans and stuff so obviously it affects the fluids in your body and I was like it makes so much sense like it's it really does um, and yeah it's just it's things like this as well like that people don't like in the medical profession and stuff like they should really be you know like you said if there was someone who was set aside in a doctor's surgery or in a hospital environment to purely look into um, like periods and all that kind of thing and any sort of issues with that, then they would be able to also look into that and advise and give, you know, prepare people as well. Because like if I was still working 12 hour shifts, I would be like, and obviously I'm dealing with frail and vulnerable people and I'm irritable. And I, and I don't have any reason, like, I can't figure out really why until it gets to now where I'm like, oh, okay, makes sense. But if I, you know, had a bit more of an insight into it and was taught in school about that kind of thing, like, I'm 25 years of age and that's me just realising that the moon has an effect on Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's the thing is, like, people go, oh, it's a bit woo-woo. But actually, if you think about it and you break it down and when you read into it, it makes so much sense. And I think I've said about this so many times, but, like, the world that we live in now is so you're so overexposed you're always in front of a screen it's always stressed like it's so highly stressful driven 
And as women, that affects our bodies 10 times more than it does men. And I'm all for us being equal and stuff, but we're not. Like we are two very different genetic made up sexes. And instead of trying to be a man in a man's world, which I think so many women do, like a lot of the medical studies are based on men. There's a lot of um, fitness programs and all of that based on men and we are not small men like we are not we are completely different and when we start to listen and get in tune with our body and take things like periods and when we're run down and when we feel awful and when our body is working against us which I've really struggled with and I've hated my body for when I've had flare-ups and when I've been suffering from endometriosis and I've been so angry at it if you actually take a step back and you frame your mindset and the fact that this is my body telling me something is going on and something is wrong. So it is always, always communicating to you. And it does work on the moon phase. And if we all channel our feminine energy a bit more and actually tuned into that, which is collaboration over competition, it's being in tune with yourself. It's taking time. And it is, it does go back to the moon. Like it goes back to at different times we are, so when we're, when it's the winter new moon, that's our bleeding menstruation phase. That is when we should be like resting, relaxing, having a bit of quiet time. Um, and you know, it's a really strong thing with like trust and intuition. Um, that's because you have a decline in estrogen and progesterone. Um, so you can feel fatigued, you can feel withdrawn, you feel introspective, you've, you've got bloating, you've got cramps. That is your body saying, just slow down, just, just have a day. Just chill. We do not need yeah, to do this. Because personally, like I've been on a health journey, so I'm on week three now of like totally clean eating, zero alcohol, um, really, really looking after myself mentally and physically. Um, and I, I did like I think that's where I've, I've, I have like really questioned because I've been very in tune with my body, and there's a lot of times where maybe my mood would be affected due to my menstrual cycle, but I would put it down to oh I was drinking a lot at the weekend I'm just like trying to and this time around I've been very very intuitive with it but I've listened to my body as well so obviously I've been on a health kick but I've like I was craving pizza so I made a healthy version of pizza so I just used <laughs> that exactly. and just like made that um and I've had like a couple of comfort food dinners like I made myself a Sunday roast because my body's I'm just listening to myself and what I need um, and you shouldn't be hard on yourself for that. I think so many, so many women, like we have such a long to-do list and we've got to do all these different things. And we like, you know, we feel like we've got to work out all these times a week and all that. And if we don't, and we make ourselves go and do like these hard hit classes and these hard spin classes, and we do all of these things and go hard, hard, hard. And we plan our social schedule. Actually, if you look at your cycle, different times, you should be doing slower activities you should be going for walks you should be doing some stretching some yoga and you should be planning your social you should be planning your big work meetings your big projects your creativity moments around your cycle because each phase of the moon is a different part of what it means to your body so you have to listen to that and don't be so hard on yourself like don't ex i think we're so we expect so much of ourselves as women that we really struggle to go, do you know what? Today I'm just going to have a day. 
because you feel guilty about it. I do. I sit in front of Netflix and I'm making lists or I'm doing emails because I'm like, that will get me ahead of tomorrow. Yeah. And it's really hard changing that mindset. That does just come down to, I think, like, us as humans, though, like, anyone, of course, like, it's just, like, I have put on one of my blogs, like, and I love this quote, and I also used it when I was doing my training this week, where it's, like, we're human beings, we're not human doings, and sometimes we need to just be content in what, what's happening with us, um, and take some time to just be, um, and it is difficult because we do live in a chaotic society, but that's another thing that I have so like so much got from this lockdown is like being um and just like going out in nature walks on this on my own and just or, or with someone but like I just feel so much more in tune with myself and the and the world um around me than I did when I was like a hundred miles an hour constantly doing constantly work and then I did take a day off and okay I would relax on my day off because I was exhausted like to the point it wasn't like I was in tune with my body and like I'm doing what my body needs my body was just like shut down mode no you need to rest um, and there's a huge difference as well between like getting to that point or just giving yourself the time like it's it's that as well known um isn't it like get identifying when you're starting to feel that way and yeah and I think that like what you're doing as well with your movement and stuff is amazing because it will make people like it, it, it instantly made me think about my like stress cycle and how it affects me and if I'm honest like and if I look back over the years like it always has affected my mood yeah. um, and I was having conversations with my friend like the other day on a walk about it all um, and she was like you know I'm just so lucky like any any past like relationship I've had and everything like they've said oh my god like you're just so like you're the only like girl I know that's like so like level and she was like, it just doesn't affect my mood. And it's crazy how some people it can and other people it can't. But for as far back as I remember, I think it always has. And I think I've never been in tune with it because I've suffered with my mental health issues. Um, I've had a lot going on in my life. Like I had a very traumatic childhood um, and, and then a, a difficult teen years and then going into adulthood because of it. So there was a lot of other reasons that I could have looked at, but now that everything's kind of calmed and settled in my life, and I can, like, look at it, I, I, I'm really noticing, like, there is a certain time. Um, I need to obviously look more into the actual, like, cycle and all that, the detail of it, but I do know, like, I start to feel it within myself and my moods and just how I view things and stuff. I become just, there we go. I, I genuinely, I, I could be her PR publicist because I rave about this book, but every woman should read this because about menstrual cycles and periods, this has everything about the moon, everything. Like this book should be a woman's Bible, like I swear to God. And it is Fix, fix a Period by Nicole Jardim. Like it is so good. And her Instagram account is amazing for stuff like that. Like just to keep you in tune with your body and to make you look at things differently yeah amazing yeah it's it is it's you know it's and just another thing like when you were showing me that book and stuff there and it just, I don't know it just sparked something in me like when I was thinking about you know everything that's going on in the world and the inequality and everything and it's like an LGBTQ community what's been going on as well and I think about like for me I hate my period um, but I am fully identifying as a female 
But then I think about, you know, like trans um, men who are pre-op. Yeah. Like, is there support enough for them? Because they're still going to experience, you know, a period to an extent until a certain point. Um, and like, you know, and they're going to become, they're going to hate, they're going to completely hate that. And it's things like that as well, where it's like, there's so much to what you're talking about. It's not just like, oh, you know, I have, I can't say, well, <laughs> endometriosis. I have that and, um, you know, like it's a huge topic and it's it's very important. And it's like you've said as well, like when I've watched some of your, your other, the previous videos, like it's not spoken about enough and people are scared to like, like talk about that, that, um, and for me, like, obviously I'm on this video right now and it's a Zoom call with you and I know we're recording, but I don't know how comfortable I'd be if I was fully live, yeah. like, just talking. But I have deliberately told myself today that I'm going to come on this call and talk about myself, my period, my, like, as openly as I can because it's something that, you know, it shouldn't be so hush-hush and stuff like that and there should be support for, like, women that go through this all the time and obviously, like, trans people or anyone that's experiencing like pain and because people underestimate like the pain like today I was during my course and um, it was like I might like obviously it was a meditation and afterwards she asked us to rate it and I rated a five and I was like I have to just rate a five because I honestly don't feel like I, I, I'm able to like do this because I'm in so much pain with my period and also like even that like, I don't know if, like, the other seven people, like, they were all females, because it tends to be, like, for some reason, like, a female with females, it's okay. Like, so I felt completely comfortable in that group to just say, I'm really sore in my period. But had there been a man there, I don't know how comfortable I'd have felt, because it's men that seem to be, like, Ugh. you know, like, they, it's, like, they don't seem to want to go there. Um just like breaking down that taboo and I feel like as women if we talk about like sex and periods and pain more openly then you know it just becomes the norm but I feel like we we're conditioned so much in our first seven years of life and I feel like I remember you know like my mum would be on a period and she'd like go under the table in her handbag and get a tampon and put it up her sleeve i I then did that and that's it's what you learn and you just you yeah. learn like and now I'm like got a fucking tampon like I'm just gonna go to the bathroom because yeah. it's, it's something that's so natural but it's so like hush hush and taboo it just shouldn't be like it just really shouldn't be there's actually an amazing podcast called the period party and they just break down everything and Nicole was part of it and they literally just break down everything and they take on any subject matter and they just talk about it. And I think the more that we talk about it and the more that people talk about their stories and their experiences and their health breaks down that stigma and it gives people that hope to talk about it, especially with like mental health as well. If people know that there's other people in that situation, it gives them more hope to reach out when they get to that point. And that's what like, that's what I think is amazing what's going on at the minute. Definitely not just a physical, um, physical process. It's, really emotionally affects um like I'm just so tearful like I swear to god I, I, I went a walk the other day with my friend and 
this man had lost his dog. God love him. That would set me off. <laughs> no, not my period. He, he gave us his number so that we could call. Oh. And we started walking. It was like a cycle track. So it's all like straight. And the next thing we just saw the dog. And we were like, your dog, your dog. And he was like, ah. And the dog was like running towards him. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I've seen at Amali and me. Like, I was tearing up. And my friends were looking at me like, because I am not that person. Like, see, normally I am. Oh, I am. I cried over that. <laughs> I'm normally quite, like, I've had to be. I went through a lot in my life. So I'm quite strong. But like, no. And, and I was just like, I need this period to come. Because <laughs> this was like when I knew it was like due. And that's where I feel... I'm at my worst as well. Like today, I'm sore, but mentally, I feel like a whole weight has been lifted because I knew for the last like four days, I was like seriously like gonna just yeah. Because I knew it was like due to come, and it, it was just getting to that point. I was like so irritable, and now today, like minus the agony of the cramps and having to take pain relief for that, like I'm so much in a better place. So people really, really underestimate. Um, the effect, the mental effect it can have on people, and also when you bring contraceptives um, into it. Like, I've had friends over the years who have like openly admitted to me that they were going to like strangle their boyfriend during the, during the night because just because like they weren't even snoring, yeah. like they, they just had the pillow and they were like, I'm going to do this because of taking the pill, yeah. and they had to like come off it and um because it's affecting your hormones and it's things like that as well i don't know because obviously i don't look into it as much as you do but like is there a lot of research like and is it effects like long-term effects of it, well it's it's kind of so i'm learning about this all at the minute as well but it's kind of for years i've, I've been put on the pill since i was 14 and i've been put on different ones didn't work didn't work didn't work then they put the implant and that seemed to work um I then had my surgery I went back on the imp- oh, I tried the coil that was horrific never ever again mm-hmm. um and then I got put on the implant after my surgery and I was still constantly bleeding so I went back to the doctors and I said like look this is driving me mad and they were like oh, I'll give you a pill it's what doctors most frequently prescribe and it is exactly how young the kids are they've got bad skin they put them on the pill they're not even sexually active and kids are going on the pill and they say i've asked so many doctors i've said i've been on this for a really long time like is this going to affect me and they said no 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 no. there are so many more um research research and stories coming out that the pill actually can affect you long term and it's it's down to it unfortunately it's down to women to do their own research these days um to get clear but i feel like because it's been so frequently prescribed for the past you know what is it 30 odd years we actually don't know the full effect of it massively impacting on a wide scale yet but it's starting to come out and it's starting to come out in a big way I think there is a, like a correlation with like how how are we going to be as a generation when we hit menopause stage exactly and we haven't hit that stage yet so it's really hard it could you know this is like flipping the, the idea completely, but it could actually have like a beneficial effect. I doubt it, but it could. Yeah. But for me personally, like I, again, one of the reasons that I used, got the copper coil was that I would still have a period. Yeah. Exactly for the reason that I just explained where I've always, when I think back, even to being a teenager, I have always like felt a sense of relief when I finally, my period finally actually like comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that again probably goes back to the mood but I wasn't that aware about it at, at the time and um, so for me the idea of going on like 
the marina coil, for example, or the implant or anything that would completely stop my period felt very unnatural. Um, and I just, I don't know, like for me, I just feel as if like there's a reason. It's like a kind of cleanse like of your body every month. And I just, in my teen head, which is crazy thinking back now because I'm obviously not that age, but in my head, I'd be like, is it all just still there? Obviously it's not, but like to me, I'd be like, it's just like building up and building up and it needs to go somewhere. Um, but obviously, well, I don't know, maybe it does do that, but that was just how I thought as a teen. And I always was like, no, I don't want anything that's going to make me completely not um, not have one because I just, I do, I, I feel like it's a natural thing. And I've got friends, you know, that have been years without one. And I think, and they just get used to it. Like, they're just used to it. And they, they said, like, the opposite of me. They're like, oh, no, like, I couldn't go back to having one. Like, they're just so used to, like, and I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Like, for my body's sake. I had I didn't have one for like three or four years and then when I was in the implant and then I which I loved and because it wasn't pain I think that's I think for me the women that I've met that like are great about not having a period is is like people have endometriosis when that time of the month is just horrific like I can't even I can't even describe the pain it's really hard to describe the pain if someone hasn't experienced it yeah a diagnosis of um oh god a nightmare so I make, I've always had really really heavy periods like always and I've always had to like it's just completely exhausted me I've always like ended up missing school and work and it's always been a nightmare um and then it I kind of had a I kind of was having um like when I was on the implant for the three years and had no period I was fine like no issue I lived a really chaotic life um because I worked in tv and I strongly feel that half of my my reason why I've got endometriosis is I was in a really high stressful job. It was so fast paced. It was like work hard, play hard. I put my body through a lot when I look back on it. Um, and I feel it's manifested in my body that way and a lot of emotional stuff as well. And I feel that's how it manifested. Um, the reason I asked is because like thinking of myself personally, like I could be suffering from what you have. Never heard of it before in my life until you and don't have any like but then again I wouldn't really know that properly until I get this contraception yeah in and give myself some time to see if it is that that's causing but even before I had that like I don't ever remember not having issues yeah I don't remember it being a nightmare <laughs> and that's so, the thing like the problem, the problem is Venno like it, it can it mirrors quite a lot of other issues but this is a problem so doctors kind of just go like it doesn't show up in test. I had, you know, I had um, ultrasounds, I had um, vaginal ultrasounds, I had everything. And they were like, no, like literally can't see anything. Like you're fine. But if you, you know your body the most, and this is why I always say like, only you know what's going on. If you are in agony every month, you are having extremely heavy periods. It is affecting your life, like the fatigue, you are literally canceling plans because of it. You're calling in what, sick because of work for it. Like, that's not normal. That is not normal. If you're having painful sex, which I was. Also, when you make that point, it just leads me on to when you're saying about how, like, the, how difficult it is with the medical industry. Mm -hmm. Also work. Like, I remember, obviously, like, so be it. I was, like, I wasn't exactly a model employee. I worked in McDonald's when I was, like, a, a student. And I was, like, to be fair, I get where my manager was coming from to an extent, 
but I was genuinely in agony this day. Um, and I had to like tell him, like I had to be like, it's and he just totally undermined. Yeah. Like he was just like, oh, like what an excuse. It might have been like flip side of it. I am happy to admit that it could have just been like he was like you're a nightmare because I was. But to be fair, like he was just like oh, and I've had it in school as well. Like when you when you would say you went what you didn't want to like partake in gym class, and they'd be like you'd say and they'd be like, oh, exercise helps it. Like they don't actually like ever go like ask how how much pain you're in because everybody's different. Like yeah, okay. There might be a girl that's not that sore and is just acting up a little bit and the exercise will help it but you could have someone who's suffering from an underlying condition like you have undiagnosed who is genuinely in chronic pain and you're telling them the exercise is going to help or that they have to stay at their work and that's um, the thing. like it goes it goes back to education on a wider scale but the only way that you can actually tell is a laparoscopy so it is like that's when like they go through your tummy with a camera and stuff and they remove it. If they find anything removed it, they found it on my left ovary. I thank God that I kept going back and went to different doctors. I got laughed out of so many doctors. Um, and I'm so glad I kept going back because that is when I found a doctor who I had all this research, all this evidence. And I went in just crying. I was like, I'm sure it's this. I can't deal with this pain anymore. And she said, I think you're right. So then she started to, Tesh sent me to an amazing gynae um, and then the surgery came back but I actually did have it but I had I think stage one and the thing is with endo you could have someone with stage four where it's affecting all their other organs they might not be in pain at all and it could only be like when they start to have children and stuff that they actually realize that they've got it but you could have stage one and being like I was in absolute agony and it ruins your life so it's it's such a hard it's such a hard condition. I completely get it. it's hard for the medical world. Um, but my advice is if you're in pain and just keep going, keep going to, to investigate until someone listens because it's, if you leave it too late, then it can really affect all your other organs. Like people have um, their bowels removed. They've had different organs removed. They've had to have hysterectomies because it's just absolutely like just everywhere inside them. That's my biggest thing. I do want to honestly, like, personally thank you because you've kind of inspired me to um, actually go and get, like, get the ball moving with myself because I have suffered long enough. Um, It it, it might, like, I'm, you know, hoping um, and manifesting that it's just going to be as simple as remove that contraception and I, I'm not going to say it will take away, there's still going to be difficulties there, but the pain level will, will calm. Um, but yeah, like, it, thank you because I needed that advice <laughs> and, and to tell me to like keep going back. And if, if oh, it, could be, it could be different things like PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, that's another one it could be. It could be different things that it's just trial and error, but keep going. And also, like, for me, I've had to completely clean up my lifestyle um, because of the flare-ups that I was getting and the pain I was in. So I've had to cut out, not cut out, because I hate using that word. I've had to find alternatives um, for different things in my life. So it's definitely, I live a lot cleaner now and I've removed a lot of toxins out of my, out of my environment that I'm putting on my skin. I've had to completely strip that back and just have a bit more and just Think about it a bit more like i'll weigh up a, a friend's birthday i'll go out or something i'll drink and have a great night 
the next morning it'll be agony so I now get to that point where I'm like is this going to make me feel good and I think when you get to that point that if you if, if there are certain things that trigger pain more pain in you then you kind of have to weigh it up with the benefits versus yeah. Yeah. not that's kind of what like I'm trying to promote with my page as well was like um more so my Facebook page um today like what Wellness Wednesday was about is just like getting people to genuinely just think about their, their, their wellness because they just want to autopilot yeah. and people just get on the life and they don't ever like stop to think about these things like um is this going to make me feel better do the relationships i have with people serve me like um loads of different things and that's what my main aim is um with the wellness and well-being like that i'm doing and stuff like that um and i just hope that like i can be i can help if, even if i can only help a few people like or a, it, 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 to me like coming across you and what you said and what i'm explaining in this like about how it sparked something in me makes me believe that there's something I could be seeing on my Facebook live that's been shared that yeah. could spark something in somebody and it could spiral into a massive lifestyle change or just a massive mental health change or like viewing themselves differently and just putting themselves first because it's so so easy to be that person that doesn't ever think about yourself and thinks about other people and or just keeps yourself busy and um, and I explained on my live today about like mindfulness and like how it's not just meditation. It's not like saying, oh, let's like, you know, find yourself and become like this um, guru or like into Buddhism or whatever. It's just genuine mindfulness can just be that check in with yourself. Like just, you know, asking yourself, how do I feel right now? Did that make me feel good? No, it didn't. So I'm, I'm going to make sure I don't do that again or I don't let someone speak to me like that again or just being practicing being mindful in your your own self like it doesn't mean you have to go and read all these self-care books or anything like I'm just trying to put it to people simply simply and when I put challenges and stuff up today like I, I literally put like drink a liter of water before 12 p.m um go and like go a walk and try and do 10,000 steps like it's nothing crazy but it's things like that where you are genuinely like, crazy, yeah. awareness. um and if you do that more consistently like you're going to become a, a better more more aware of yourself and like more healthier more more in tune um, and it's just like, things like that but amazing what you're doing I love what you're doing it's such an important thing and I think people kind of build up health and well-being is kind of I think it's I think it is changing I think I've spoken about this numerous times but like therapy and coaching has such a bad negative connotation over here in the UK yeah and people go oh, I don't need help like I've sorted out myself and all this and they'll spend money in so many other areas of their life but the health is always the last one and for me I'm a massive believer like if you invest in yourself you only have one body and it's to flip that mindset and like you look at the NBA players you look at all the massive sports stars and big Hollywood stars and all that they all have coaches they all go to therapy and it's removing that stigma and I feel like in the UK we are getting there but it's breaking it down to say like it's okay if you need help yeah. everyone needs help. I, like, I like that the whole online world has came to me because you know for all I know there could be someone out there that is so and like consumed by that stigma but they're watching 
my life today and they're, they're writing down the stuff that I've advised to write down. They're working through, like, because I, I used a model, I used the PERMA model, which, like, breaks down, like, parts of your life and stuff. And I've told, like, I've gave people things to think about and write down and then go back and look at and rate parts of their life. And, like, somebody could be sitting doing that that, like, is keeping this completely hidden and then it might do you know I mean? it might genuinely help them and then they might realise, okay, do you know what, like I do need help and they might just it might break the stigma, like you might realise that it can really help to just take that time for you and like I feel as if I'm like gospelly preaching about writing stuff down right now, but I just can't believe the shift in my life by just like journaling, like gratitude practice, everything that I I've started doing throughout this like journey. Um, it, it's just it's it's amazing, um, and that's why I'm going on and giving people activities because, like I said in my live today as well, is like I could quite easily go on these lives and preach about you know it's so important to get in tune with yourself and do. It. But there's going to be people sitting behind that screen going, "How do I do that?" Yeah, so that's why I had to give. I have to, I like to give activities and give them like a something to write down ways to actually look at yourself I've, I've suggested like people go and take personality tests i'm like lockdown has between lockdown and this like an annual solar moon like there's a whole shift in energy and like everybody's life has been affected by this one way or another and i think that it, a lot of people have had awakenings and that they should really look at their, this is the time to really look at themselves look at personality tests like write out what, what it is they want, find their purpose. Like I was talking about that today, like about people, you know, do people really know what their purpose is? Do people work towards their purpose? Do they, like, and in and, and that it gives them accomplishment. So yeah, it's it's important and I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving it and I'm going to definitely keep it up. I mean, I've, I've left my work now, so I've no other choice. And I did, I spoke to my manager and I felt quite, felt a bit uh, about it because so many people have lost their jobs and stuff like that but um it wasn't just like I was like oh no I don't want to go back to like I no I, I'm, I'm pursuing for me as well like for my own men mental health like I'm going to be anxious going back here and coming home to my dad yeah regardless of the the virus like when I think about it logically now I think the virus has gave me the scare that I needed I could be going into care homes and contracting a really bad flu, it's rife. Um, and it, in places like this, it, it can't be helped. It just is. It just spreads. And bringing it home to my seventy-two-year-old dad, who that could be detrimental to his health. Um, and do I really want to be going to a job that I'm not? It'd be different if it was like my life dream. Then okay, like it still wouldn't be justified that I'd come home and like potentially make my dad really ill. But it's not even, you know, it's not serving serving me. It's not my purpose. It's not what I want to be doing. Um, but it did feel, it did feel strange. But I'm so so glad I took the leap and that, that I'm going to just pursue. Like I feel as if I'm pursuing my my purpose, which I've always known. Like I've known since I was like really young that I wanted to help people. And I'm not saying like working in care. I'm I'm helping people physically every day and emotionally, and I help families and stuff. But it's not like this. It's not. It's not the. It's not the psychology side, like the real, like nitty gritty that I wanted to be, to be doing. Um, we got big things, big things. We we all stick together and all keep talking. Like 
massive changes can happen. I'm completely sure of it. And yeah, I believe big things are around the corner. Yeah. Um, well, it's been lovely to chat to you. Lovely to chat to you, my darling. And we shall do it again sometime. We should definitely. Thank you so, so much. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.